look at your whole life timeline and say like this is a moment in my life and move forward and let's leave it behind you and keep going and the next time you're faced with that it won't be that big of a deal and then so many more opportunities will come because you're not scared hello everyone welcome to radically loved radio i wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired get motivated or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, welcome back to Radically Loved. I'm joined by a very special guest. Bricia Lopez is a entrepreneur. She's a best-selling author. She's a restaurant. Can I say restaurateur? Is that a thing? Yeah, restaurant okay. owner. Yeah. I have a restaurant. I own a restaurant. Totally. I'm yeah. a restaurateur. A restaurateur is like somebody that owns many or can I, are you a restaurateur? I mean, I definitely have, I'm a restaurant owner, I guess, then I do not have multiple restaurants. No, thank you. I'm good. Not, <laughs> not about that life. <laughs> Shout out to those who are though. Yeah. So I, I mean, I was first of all, a fan of, of your book. You created this beautifully Thank you. and elaborate and incredible recipes um, cookbook. Yes. And and I think I I saw you speak somewhere and I think it was Summit. Was it at, did you speak at Summit? I LA? did. I did. LA. Summit LA. Yeah, maybe that's where I, I saw you for the first time. But anyway, then I started following you and then I was just Aww, so, ins- yeah, I was so inspired by your story and your dedication to your craft and what you do and your commitment to uplifting not only uh, your own business, but the people that work for you. And we've had, we interviewed you for the wise podcast, but unfortunately we had some technical difficulties and yeah. it, it didn't actually come out. That feels out, like so. another life. I don't even remember. That was, and I feel like it was just last year, but I'm like, no, last year was 2020. So it, it yeah. had to have been the year before, I guess. Mm-hmm. Was it two years ago? I think it was, I think it was definitely about two years ago. I don't even remember if my book had been launched, but it doesn't matter. We're here now. Yeah. Thanks so much for moment. having me. Yeah, of course. So one of the things that I wanted to start off with was, um, you know, lately when I've been talking to any any of my peers that I know, I'm always curious about how they handled the pandemic last year. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of like the brief, like our our entrance, our entry to the conversation. I'm curious yeah. to know like what that was like for you. Oh man. Well I was about I think I was 20 weeks pregnant in March. So for me, it was a very specific experience that I had because I was carrying my baby uh, through the entire thing. And I gave birth to her in July of 2020. Um, And I think for me, what that did was ground me and was uh, a great, it was, it, it was an experience that I think 
almost, I, I think it was almost unfair because I had this baby, this life growing inside of me. It put so many things in perspective. And I realized that at the end of the day, no matter what happened, it was about taking care of me for my child. And I had a five-year-old. Um, so he turned five on March 25. So we had a, a quarantine birthday and, uh-huh. and, and then it became about how do I take care of my son? And then, and then it turned into like, my, my mind was just cluttered and overwhelmed with trying to be a mom and well, not trying, but being a mom and trying to keep my son busy, entertained with art. And I went through like an arts and crafts period. And then I have to do arts and crafts, but then I have to take care of my business, but then I can go into my restaurant because I'm pregnant and like, you know, conversations with my husband on, you know, you cannot really, cause this is again, early on, no one even knew what was happening, how it can be transmitted. You know, I'm pregnant and I was to be home and not leave my house at all because of the risk, because it's not just me, it's this child that's growing inside of me. Right. And then, um, you know, so I, I guess being sort of high risk kind of, I mm-hmm. just gave me the permission to just be home and lean on my team to really just be there at, at, in my restaurant. I have my brother who was, I think the MVP of quarantine, who really was at, at like, at, at our, like, you know, out really in the front lines every single day. Thankfully, you know, I don't run the businesses by myself. I have my siblings with me. Um, and then my sister has three daughters. So she was sort of in the same position as me. Uh, so really my brother was the one who stepped up and would go to work every single day. Um, but then working from home, right. And trying to navigate that. And then she was born in July, my daughter who gave me an entire new perception of life giving birth to a female was a completely different experience than giving birth to a male. Um, She just filled me with just so much love. Like it's really, it it was a, it was a completely different experience and something that I had no idea would happen of like, I knew that I knew that giving birth, obviously I've given birth before and you know, my son changed my life forever. And I knew that it, but I had already gone through that, you know, morphosis or whatever you want to do yeah, from yeah. like not being a mom, being a mom. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Metamorphosis. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought, okay, I'm going to have another baby and it's going to be great. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm already a mom, but I think, I don't know if it was, be- I know, I'm not, I don't know if it's like every mom has this experience with the second mm-hmm. baby. I, I, I had it. I thought it was because it was a female. Um, and she just came out and just like, immediately filled me with this energy of oh my gosh I need to become even a better woman to be taking care of this other woman like I need to deal with I I just need to become a better woman like I need to become even a better version of me for her it's she changed you know like I dropped a lot of bad habits I just you know just kind of started seeing myself in a different lens uh, and then she just filled me with so much joy. I mean, you know, because no one could come around because I couldn't go anywhere. I wasn't, you know, home feeling like trapped. I felt at home, like chill and really enjoying my time with my baby. I mean, for the first, I think five months of her life, it was just me and her at home in her room. And I really took care of my body the first, you know, 40 days, the fourth trimester 
as they call it sometimes, you know, and, and, yeah. and you know, I'm Latina. So like, yep. you know, if you're Mexican specifically from Oaxaca, like where I'm from, those first 40 days after you give birth, they are beyond sacred. I mean, women are not even allowed to lift like anything, a cup, a cup, you know, I mean, I didn't go up. I have a two story home. I didn't even go up the stairs for, I don't know, a month, I think <laughs> for like three weeks. Um, like I, I really like took it to the extreme yeah. because I just thought, I remember how my body was after my first and how I would try to go, go, go. And I saw what it did. I saw the after effects of that uh, three years later. Um, so, and that's a lot, that a lot of, uh, uh, that's things that women don't talk about. Like if you don't take care of your body after a baby, three years later, you understand like, oh crap, I should have, you know? Mm-hmm. So with her, like I really took care of my body the first six weeks, the first 40 days. I mean, I didn't have a glass of cold water for six oh. weeks after. Like crazy stuff. Like I went above and beyond. How was it? Like, how was it for you to be? Because in my mind, when I think of somebody who's an entrepreneur, somebody who's on the go, and and from what I, I know from you, you are like, you're yeah. a go-getter. I mean, you yeah. are like, your work ethic is unparalleled. You really know uh, what you want and you're dedicated and you're committed to doing it. How are you able, was it, was it because of the lockdown? Do you think it was easier for you? Like, how are you able 100%. to go from, you know what I'm saying? 100%. That's why I think for me, it, it just, I was, it's kind of a little unfair because I think like I was, because I was pregnant and I gave birth, it just allowed me to focus on my, on my child. And like, that's what I was doing. Yeah. I was just, I need to make sure that I take care of this baby and all my focus went to her. And I didn't care what was going on in the world. I didn't care about anything. I only cared about my baby. Um, and I think, you know, when I had my son the first time, I just couldn't, like, I remember I just wanted to go back to work so bad. I, I just couldn't stand still. I was trying to do a million things and yeah. I just wanted to go, go, go. And I think a lot of women can relate to that, to that feeling. But with her, it was different. I think because I was already in on lockdown since, you know, through my pregnancy, it was mm-hmm. easier for me to just like slow down. And I think for all of us was easier to slow down. Right. Um, and she was just full of joy. She's just pure light. She's just so happy and beautiful and just, joyful and there was nothing that could really pierce that feeling from her home you know there was nothing I would hold her and you know I would open my phone I would look at the news but then I would look at her and I just thought but I have her yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. how how has that changed you now that the world has opened up it's been over a year it'll be a year she is turning one year and a week and a half yeah so she's going to be a year. How has that changed now that you've gone back? Well, I'm going to say air quotes back to normal. Well, yeah. I mean, my are uh, definitely I am back to the grind 100%. Um, I, you know, I thankfully have a lot of help around me. I have someone that helps me take care of her and stays with her at home full time. When I'm at work, my husband's at work, my son um, my six-year-old is in summer camp. So, you know, he goes to camp all day, uh, you know, Monday through Friday. Um, I'm at work. Um, and I feel at peace. I mean, I feel great. I, I mean, I mean, it's, I, I love what I do. I'm very blessed to do what I love. Um, and 
I don't feel guilty leaving her behind because I got to spend so much time with her one-on-one. And I feel that that bond we created is just so deep that she just, you know, I mean, she obviously can't talk to me, but I feel like she's like, bye mom, I'll see you later. You know, like, you know, I, I just feel like we have a deeper connection. And I think that with my first, I always feel guilty leaving him because I think that's because I wasn't really with him the first few weeks, right. even though I was with him, my mind was somewhere else. But because with her, I was with her a hundred percent, my mind, my body, my soul was with her. Now that I physically leave, I, I don't feel guilty um, about, you know, being like, bye girl, see you later. <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, but now, you know, it's just insanity. I think every business owner can relate to just everything is just, insanity it's yeah. you know they're roaring 20s 100 it's crazy yes people are going out people are traveling people are consuming people are making it rain um you know and and we're here for it you know we're i'm a little i'm still understaffed at the restaurant but we are um i, I don't think we've had a stronger team before i think our team is incredible um, we've never put out better food than we are right now. Yeah. We've never put well, out tell better the audience, Tell the audience where your restaurant is and what it's called. And yeah, so ilovemole.com is all you So ilovemole.com is your site. Uh, easy to remember. We are in Los Angeles. We're in Koreatown and we specialize in Oaxacan cooking. The name of the restaurant is Gelagetza. And I remember when our website was gelagetzarestaurant.com, which was the worst website to have. And that was <laughs> ilovemole.com. Um, which is really easy to remember. And yeah, that's where you can make reservations and you can show. We also come, you know, we, we, most of the, most of the customers we, we serve are walk-ins who just come in without reservations, but yeah, it's been, it's been so much fun. It was really insane for about three months. I feel like I was running a marathon and I would look at my brother and I would say, I cannot believe this was your life for a whole year just because he's always been here, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, after three months, I was just, like, I remember, like, my husband looked at me, and he was like, wow. I'm like, I know. I mean, it was leaving my house every day at, like, 8.30 and coming home at 10 p.m., 11 wow. p.m., you wow. know? That is – and you – and I love that you work with your family. What's that like for you? I mean, I, I know the history behind why and, and the the sort of journey that you've taken that you're yeah. – to to create this business but yeah what's that like for you working with siblings oh I love working with my family um you know my brother my sister my our youngest sister she works at Spotify so she's not in the family business but we hang out all the time but working with my sister and my brother it's it's wonderful it's working it's running a business with your best friends and you know it's it's beautiful and we're building together something that will last, you know, a lifetime for the next generation and for the next generation and just, you know, being smarter than our parents were financially um, and, you know, building that generational wealth that other, I think, communities feel like uh, other communities normalize it and we haven't in our, in our, in our, like, in our community of why do you in think our that Mexican is? Community? Mm-hmm. Because we never had it, girl. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> like, I think that that's. You know, when people say generational wealth, I'm like, what? What does that mean? I don't even know. Yeah, you know I, think what I, mean? say, I think when people say generational wealth, it seems like it sounds so fancy. Like, yeah, Ooh, like, what? You know, are you greedy? Like, what are you trying to do? You know, yeah. um, but then for me, I for me, generational wealth is being able to be in control of your time. Right. 
and and allowing to put and when I think when you're in control of your of your time, your mind is able to expand itself, be more creative, um, and be at peace, live longer. Just all these things that you know, less stress on your body physically, less stress on your body mentally, and for you to really enjoy those times and be more present. Uh, so for me, that's really what generational wealth means. You know, having more control of your time uh, without the stress of other things, and you know, that's where I, and and allowing my children to go and explore, allowing my children to fail, allowing my children to you do the things they love without me being like, but you have to do this to you know make money. Like I make money or you have to do this because that's the way it is. And, you know, living with that stress and that, you know, money trauma that we all yeah. grew up The lack mentality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can absolutely 100% relate to that. And it sort of takes that unlearning a little bit to get to a place where- 100% absolutely, you know, yes. You have, to, you have to be open to receiving and you have the opportunity to dream big and to- you know, I think that in my experience anyway with my, both my parents that came from Mexico, both of my parents as immigrants came with the belief, just be grateful for whatever you get. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. The, 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 par, the bar was set very, very low. So <laughs> yeah. even having a little bit, you know, like be grateful. Right. <laughs> you know, be right. grateful that you have warm water. Exactly. Be, be grateful that you have hot water every day. Like yeah. that was that was a par. Yeah. Or flushing toilets. Yeah, that was know? a bar for them. It's like, what do you mean? Like you're going you have a toilet and you have hot running water. What else do you want? Yeah. I remember when I told my dad, I was like, I think I think I want to go to college. He's like, What? He's like, Do you don't don't you want to just get a job and and be happy and i'm like well i want to learn more and he's like he was always really supportive but he just didn't understand he's like yeah but it costs money you need to get a job you know what i mean it yeah. was mm-hmm. sort of that mentality of you need to establish security first and yeah. security once you had it you had to hold on to it right yeah. so anything outside of the security out of the foundation, any sort of chance that you can take is going to threaten your sense of security. And so Mm -hmm. that's not a good thing to try and do, you know? So I think it's been really, it's been such a a beautiful thing to see even some of my peers, you know, um, people like you, where it's, you see the transformation and we're making a difference. You know, I also have a business and to be able to grow it and to thrive and to be able to take chances it's now for the next generation, like your kids are going to grow up knowing that and having those values and having those beliefs and, and feeling like they can do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And just graduating, you know, I always saw it like, like mentally graduating to another state of mind. And I, you know, I think that, you know, you go through like mental high school and then mental college until you get to that place where you are, you open doors to new dimensions of financial knowledge that you never even knew existed. And you understand like, oh, this is the way people do it. Why didn't everyone tell me this earlier? You know? So I think for me, that's kind of where I am and, and understanding that you have to keep learning things. You, you know, no matter how old you are, you still have to go on good old YouTube and look at, you know, videos and learn things. And I think a lot of people think, well, I'm already, I'm too old to learn. And I think that is, that is absolutely not true. I think that no one's too old to learn 
anything. I mean, no matter how old you are today, you could be 10, you could be 60. You can build anything you want with knowledge from the internet today. And I think that um, people just need to understand that time is just such a, you know, the, the, the definition of like how old you are doesn't really define, define you in any sort of way. And I think a lot of people, because our parents defined us by how old we were, I think like growing up, like I, my brother tells me this all the time, my dad's dad died when he was, I think, 50. So I think my dad thought 50 was it. Like, that's it. Like at 50, that's, that's old, right? So it's such in such a rush to do things in such a rush because you have 50 years yeah. when in reality, you, like, I, I mean, I want to live until I'm at least 120. At least. So, at least, you know, and I, and, and I'm, and I'm gonna look good. Like I'm gonna be a good looking 120 year old. You know what I mean? Like I, like that's kind of where, where, where my mind is at. So like I have, there's so much time. There's so much time. Yeah. What do you think the, the biggest lesson you learned about, about being able to do anything you want? When did that happen? And what was, what, how did you learn that? How did you learn that taking chances was something that you could do? Um, well, when my parents, uh, when my parents retired, um, I didn't realize how big of a hold my parents had on my life, how much they dictated what I did, how much they, uh, how much I really craved to, you know, just to follow their order. The way I was raised, I think was very tall. I don't know, dictators with a dictatorship, right? Iron fist, like, yes. no, this is it. Like, mm -hmm. this is what you're going to do. I remember, uh, I've always wanted to be a graphic designer. Um, and I, and I remember telling my dad, like, that's what I want to do. And he was like, that's the, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, why would you want to be a graphic designer? Like, there's, there's like, there, there's no reason why you should do that. Right. And like, that's my biggest, I mean, I can still learn it that, you know, and like, again, I'm never too old to, to, I would never be too old to stop. And I, that's one thing that I'm like, okay, I need to look more into YouTube and do more of these things just to, for my personal, just gratification. But I think like, that's that's one I don't like that I regret things but I wish I would have I would not have listened and just done it or I wish you would have I would have had a dad that would have been a little bit more of course like go and explore because I think like eventually I would have found myself I've always going to be me right so I but I at least I would have explored with things so um I think when I realized like I could really wasn't gonna I could do anything was when they retired and they moved away <laughs> and then it was just my my myself and my siblings took over the business we bought the business from them they left and then i was just left on my own to make my own decisions and then i thought oh wow i could really make anything happen and yeah. it was making small steps right even it's just a, a, something as simple as i really feel like our restaurant should be orange in the outside and then doing it and then and I know it's such a small thing but now it's from that to wow we can launch an e-commerce business like we can just do it I think it's just getting used to the fact that making a decision and following through that decision is probably the hardest skill to learn and and lean on 
right? A lot of people just don't make decisions. A lot of people don't like to make decisions yeah, because yeah. they have to live with the consequences. Um, and I think that if you just start making decisions, like do them little <laughs> by little, it could be something as small as I want to change the color of my restaurant. I want to put a mural and then owning that and being like, that was amazing. I just did that. What else can I do? Yeah. You know, transferring to like, let's launch a new product. Let's write a book. Like, all these things, let's write a second book. Like it's just deciding. And I think that, and, and, and understanding that no one has control of your life, but you. And I think that really is when I started realizing like, oh, I could really do anything I want. Yeah. I love that. And that really speaks to something that we talked about when we had our first interview about resilience and being able to feel the positive feedback, being able to bounce back, being able to have that grounding of, oh, I did something, I made a decision and the universe responded, you know? Mm -hmm. So what, how do you think that moving forward, um, how do you feel that resilience has impacted your decision-making today? Well, I think that it's because no matter in life, whether you're in business or not, things are always going to happen, right? There's always going to be adversity because that's just the way the world works. And that's just science, physics, universal law. It, it just, that is what it is, you know? Um, things are always going to happen. Yeah. And it's really, again, going back to, you can decide to stop and backtrack or you can stop learn and move forward and i think that's what adversity is right it's understanding okay this is a problem i can get stuck here for ever or for a very long period of time i can stop and then just backtrack and never take that risk again because i don't want to be back in that place or you can stop learn go through the feelings, understand why it happened and realize that it's not that big of a deal in, in the scope of things. If you look at like from the earth's, uh, earth's viewpoint, or what's it called from the earth, bird viewpoint bird, of view, whatever. Yeah, from, yes, from a bird's bird point of view. Right. You know, looking like if you a lot, like look up, like go above yourself, look at your whole life timeline and say like, this is a moment in my life and move forward and let's leave it behind you and keep going. And the next time you're faced with that, it won't be that big of a deal. And then so many more opportunities will come because you're not scared. And then and more, another issue will come and then you'll just keep growing and growing. And like, that's how I feel like that's the way, that's the way it's helped me deal with adversity, understanding that that's the only way to push forward. Yeah. Are you able to practice self-compassion when things don't go right? Uh, I think I'm getting better at it for sure. I think that there was definitely a time where it was very like, what did I do wrong? Or it was me. Um, But I think that, you know, all those feelings come from, you know, years of trauma, years of things that have that I've dealt with, even as a child that I've never moved forward with. And I think that now I'm able to understand that, okay, this happened, didn't work out. So, so what? And then move on. You know, I think that self-compassion really is just, 
it's, it's one of the hardest things to learn in life, but the, one of the most useful tools that you could have. And it's not easy. It really is not easy. It's just really being able to understand where that thing comes from, right? Like when was the first time you ever felt disappointed in yourself? And like, what did you do at that moment? And like, could it, it could even been when you were like five, I don't know, you know, like who knows, like there's so much trauma that we carry in ourselves. Uh, but I think that I'm getting way better at it. And I think that's what's allowed me to just move forward. And I think like move at, at like a different speed um, because I don't have, I, I, at this point, it's like, I don't have time to sit around and feel bad for myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I think again, that speaks to being able to be resilient. And the reason why mm -hmm. I ask is because so many people, especially um, entrepreneurs, people that have businesses, I find that the common theme is the difficulty to practice self-compassion, to, to give ourselves that space, because I feel at a certain level to be able to create something, you have to be able to drive yourself. So you're, you're, pushing yourself and sometimes the line gets blurred between encouraging yourself and then pushing yourself to the limit to exhaustion and i feel that self-compassion can sometimes fall by the wayside because yeah we are our own worst critic and so sometimes we can we can get lost yeah. in in that energy right oh absolutely yes so what is the what is the most important value that you and I'm speaking specific to both your kids, but specifically for your daughter as a woman in this world? And I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. What is the what is the most important value that you want her to have? Confidence. One hundred percent. I, you know, and I'm still learning and I'm like reading books that how to instill confidence in your children at this young age, because I think that if you're confident, no matter what people tell you, no matter what the world tells you, if you innately feel confident in yourself and you innately believe, you know, that, you know, you're beautiful, you're great, you are magical, that you have the ability to make anything happen, but also not confidence in the delusional where it's given confidence because a confidence is something that you can just give somebody. It's something that you have to innately understand right like they have to fail and then learn that they can do it themselves and that's what is, building what confidence. is given I think confidence the like what is what what's given confidence like can you give me giving an example confidence is like it's for example a great example so I never I not that I never but I don't when my when my boy and I compete I don't I don't try any less. I don't let him win on purpose to make him feel good about himself because I think mm. that's, that's fake confidence because he didn't really beat me and he's thinking he beat me. And it's like, but that's fake confidence because he feels like he's the best when he's not, he feels he's so fast and he's not, you know? Um, so I don't let him beat me. Um, and I'm like, but one day you will. And when you do, it's going to feel great because then you're going to understand like, wow, I'm getting better. And every day we go and we play something, he's getting better. And he's like, oh, I'm one step closer to beating you. And that's building confidence, you know, right. like that's for me, that's what it is. It's like, I don't want to 
create fake confidence to the point where he's delusional and he yeah. feels like, you know, yeah. um, or when people like, like, uh, build you up and they're just doing it because you're surrounded by yes, people, they're not really giving you something. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, you know, that's sort of what, you know, um, and you know how, but that, and that confidence translates to other things, right? I think that once you kind of feel like, wait, I can do this. Like I can actually, or him in the kitchen, like he makes his own breakfast every day. And like, I, I got to the point where I'm like, you need to learn how to do this, but not because to make my life easier or anything. And I didn't like make him. It's just, I'm going to teach you how to do it. And, but that's him building confidence because he's doing something for himself. Right. And sometimes he'll tell me, mom, I asked my friend, can you believe like he doesn't make his own breakfast? And, you know, and then it's not like to talk bad about the child, but I'm just like, Oh, well, you know, maybe next time he comes over, you can teach him. Right. He's like, yeah, I'm going to teach him. So it's, it's, it's really, and then he feels like, Ooh, like I can do this. Right. So it's just, allowing your child your children to be to learn to fail and to explore and to do these things to build up their confidence and and for me it's just about doing that and I think like that's really what I want to make sure my children have um and again I'm I'm still learning I'm still reading I mean every day I'm just like how do I build confidence in my kids but again real confidence not fake confidence yeah oh I love that that's so good I obviously can have a conversation with you forever and I love talking about all these (laughs) things, but I want to be respectful of your time. So for the people that are listening to this, where can they find more information and learn more about you? Yeah. I mean, you can follow me on Instagram. That's kind of where I live the most in the social sphere, just at Bricia Lopez, B-R-I-C-I-A-L-O-P-E-Z. And just um, BriciaLopez.com, you can go there and you can just click this all our, all our, projects are listed there restaurants or michelada mix or mole um or that's mole the paste best that you can buy it's so good <laughs> yeah so good uh i love michelada.com i love mole.com those are all you know our our projects and our um and our and our products that you can get to wherever you are in in, in the states and if you're local and if you're los angeles come by the restaurant um i'm there a lot uh, Galagetza, and just you know say hi Yes. Well, and all of the... Say hi. Uh, tell me you heard me in this podcast and I'll yes. treat you to a, a round of drinks. <gasps> what? There's going to be... I don't know. You should have said, we might have to edit this out. Um, you might get a lot, a lot of people. If you see um, me there and you tell me you heard me here, I'll buy you a drink. All right. Well, there it is, everybody. <laughs> so you heard it here. All of the links that Bricia mentioned will be in the info button of this podcast. Or if you're watching this, it's in the description below. We'll link all of that up here. Um, and the final question to you before I ask you, I hold on, let me backtrack. First of all, I want to say thank you for doing this again and oh, no, for being a part of this community and for being somebody inspirational for women everywhere. Thank you. And um, I, I look forward to having more conversations like this. With 100%. You. Yeah, let's do this. So final question is, how do you feel radically loved? I feel radically loved when people listen without without asking something in return. You know, when they when people just generally just want to like listen and understand without expecting something in return. 
and I'm in the hospitality industry and I think a lot of us feel this way um, because more often than not, people who are in the hospitality industry, it's just all about serving people mm-hmm. 24-7, people asking for things all the time. I'm a mom at the same time so and a wife and a business owner and a restaurant owner. So my life all the time is like giving, <laughs> right? Um, anytime, anything from I need a reservation to I need my diaper changed to I need breakfast to I need something. It's like I need, I need, I need, I need. So for me, I feel radically love when people just like sit there, listen to me and just, you know, give me their time and compassion and energy without taking. Yeah. So good. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite answers. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, Bricia, thank you. You are amazing. And I'm so grateful to have had this conversation with you. Thank you so much for everybody listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be back next week. Bye. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.